y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream podcast. This show broadcast out of New York City. We're your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I am a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 83. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and also on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And some Instagram shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Beer Canvas, Pace BT, Reso Bloodline, Rudy K13, Art Spot Airbrush, Retro1996, Old Hand, The Apparition 718, Hidden Luxury, Kula Montero Jr., Leandra McNair, Self-Infatuation, and Ava Lake. Shout out to all of you and let's get on with the show. All right, all right, all right. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Apple. Uh, you're going to think it's brought to you by Apple because I'm going to talk glorious, glorious things about my iPad. Oh my God, he's obsessed. I'm obsessed with my new iPad and I just have to share with all you guys. Um, in a way, I feel like I'm kind of late to the game. You are. No, but I'm not because I've, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people that, that are like, really? iPads are that dope? And I'm like, yeah, they're really good. So I think I'm not late to the iPad game. Um, maybe I'm late to iPads, but I'm yeah. right on time for... For the iPad trend? For the iPad pen. For that. Oh, okay, okay. For the pen. Yeah, so working with the... Yeah, yeah, because iPads, I mean... iPads been around forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's been on iPads. But specifically, the iPad pen, mm -hmm. I have noticed that people have not... Yeah. They, they're caught by surprise. They're like, oh, that's really fucking good. Like, yeah. it works really dope. I mean, and it's different also because an iPad pen will be more um, for artists, people that are into design, maybe, everything yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know why <laughs> people are so taken back by the iPad pen. But yeah, I mean, because, all right, so iPad's been around for a long time. I think it's been around for easily more 10 years, 10 years, eight years, ten or more. Ten, yeah, right. iPad's been around for a long time. To me, it was always a toy. Mm -hmm. Anytime I heard about the iPad, I was like, well, it's not, it's not an, it's not a laptop. Yeah. And it's not a desktop computer. So what is it? Right? So it, right. it always felt like a toy. It felt like a big phone, like a giant phone. Um, then I saw a few years back, people were drawing on the iPad and they were showing what they can do on the iPad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's interesting. But it still felt a little bit like a toy because I didn't understand how you could take that artwork and transport it into a regular workflow of a graphic designer. But... Then recently with my son, Mr. Ark, uh, showing me his iPad and showing me the programs that he uses, I started, I started getting more into it and I started realizing like, wow, this, this program, you can yeah. import the files as PSDs and or if you're working in a, another program, you can import it as a PDF and these files are workable mm -hmm. in a regular desktop computer and that made... That made it a game changer. The pen for the iPad 
I've been using Wacom tablets on the regular computer for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like that's a big deal. Like the fact that you can use a pen on a computer has always been a big deal. Never perfect. It was never a perfect science. Anytime they use the pen, a Wacom tablet on a computer, there's always a, a slight difference that makes you feel like you're not using a regular pen. But on the iPad, the Apple pen, I have to say, is really good. It's very close to a real pen. The pressure sensitivity, mm-hmm. the motion, the speed, velo- the velocity treatment of the pen, it all works really well. And it makes you feel like it's worth taking your time to draw on this iPad. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen what you've done and it looks amazing. And even when, uh, with Mr. Ark, when he was showing us what he had done there, it looked yeah perfect it looked, it like, looked wow. just as good as a, as a sketchbook yeah so all right so there, there goes my that's my big premise of this episode is the ipad is it the new black book is I would, it mm-hmm. i would say yes it's the new black book it's got everything that you could possibly want in a black book it's it's got the sketching ability um color cut and copy paste Um, it's got, you can import photos so you can work from reference directly. Uh, you could export it in different formats so you could share it in different ways. You can airdrop it to your phone or to other people's phones, you know, in an instant without the, without the need of Wi-Fi. Like there's so many things that make it so much more accessible as, um, If you were growing up with the idea of a sketchbook or a black book, mm-hmm. it makes it like a new, amazing version of a sketchbook yeah. that that uh, I never thought was possible. Um, so I think I'm going to highlight a few of the ways that I use it so far. And I've only had it for maybe two months, maximum, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe three months. And some of the ways that I've used it that I feel like I want to share with you artists out there. I want you guys to understand that it's it's actually a, a really useful tool um number one i would say let's start with just sketching uh, as a sketch tool it's amazing you have two options you have one program which is called procreate which is a pixel-based program and the other program which is uh, adobe draw and that is a vector-based program um It doesn't use vectors the way that Illustrator would, where you're, where you can use a pen tool and you can make shapes, right? Here, you're, you're using vector shapes, but you're still drawing like you would with a pen, right? But it's creating vector shapes. So the shapes are clean and you can make them bigger or smaller without losing resolution. On the Adobe Create program, that's more like Photoshop, where it's pixel-based. And if you enlarge or reduce the size of the image, you're gonna you're gonna lose resolution. Um, but having these two options is really good because you have the opportunity to play around with the with the texture and the feel of your sketches. Um, let's just leave it at the sketch base. If you wanted this iPad, and they have the big iPad, which is the eight and a half by eleven, and they have the iPad Mini, which is the one I got. Which is a little smaller. It's it's kind of like a small black book size. It, it's like a journal size. If you were to use this iPad as your sketchbook, the tools that you have, there are many different textural pens. You have inking pens. You have pencil type of pens. Painting. Painting kind of things. 
then you have obviously all the different colors and, and every spectrum color that you could want. The ability to store all these in your iPad and to maybe sketch something quickly, color it quickly, and then maybe on a different layer, try a different color variation is something that you wouldn't do in a sketchbook. In a sketchbook, if you sketched it and you, and you colored that's it, color. that's it, it's done. But on your iPad, you can, you can sketch, you can re-sketch, you can recolor. You have different layers, you have different um, opportunities to save the image and then start again, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing that makes it like, like really worthwhile like as a sketch tool. So for, for the two programs, Procreate and the Adobe Draw, do you have to pay for it or? Adobe Draw is free. Mm -hmm. That's the vector-based one. Adobe Draw, it's free. It's through Illustrator, it's through Adobe. Um, but it, but it, it's free, but it's connected to your Adobe profile. So if you own Illustrator, it's connected to your Illustrator program. And if you save files, it'll go to your Adobe Cloud. Um, so it's a little bit of, of a tie. If you're, if you're somebody who doesn't like to be connected and doesn't like to have all your shit connected to all the different places on, on the web, you're gonna shy a little bit away from that because it's gonna connect all your, all your files to all your shit online. Procreate is, you gotta pay like $10 for it, okay. which is nothing. It's, it's not, not bad. It's not a big deal. Um, and it is an independent program. To me, it's got a lot of the features that Photoshop has, mm -hmm. but it eliminates some of the extra features that you don't need. So if you're familiar with Photoshop, it's kind of eliminating some of the photo editing elements, and it's only keeping the things that have to do with you drawing or painting. That's and good. Yeah, it's actually a good thing in that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Adobe Draw can link with your Adobe software that's on your computer, but it has to be under the same Adobe profile. So if you bought your software or you're leasing your software under a certain Adobe email, then it's gonna look for that same email. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't link them up, then it won't link. Mm -hmm. So for example, if, uh, in my case, um, I'm using Adobe Draw on my iPad in my personal account, but on my computer at work, it's a it's a office account. It won't link up. So you have your sketching tools, you have your painting tools. The uh, the extra element that makes it beyond a sketchbook is the ability to take photographs and use those and as videos. reference and videos. Um, but to use those as reference, mm -hmm. that's a huge fucking deal. If you are used to carrying a sketchbook and you're used to just Maybe you take a photo with your iPhone and you use that reference later on. Mm -hmm. You import it into your into your computer and then you, you know, print it out or something. Whatever. That's different. Here you can actually with your sketch tool, which is your iPad, you can take a photograph mm -hmm. of the model or the wall or the object that you want to take a picture of and sketch it later and just have it in your in your Oh, iPad right there and you can import it into the software and it'll appear as a layer. That's a huge game changer. Yeah. Um, the other element that I would say is a game changer is the ability to cut and paste and resize and transform layers. Um, so if, I, if I'm sketching something and let's say I'm drawing a figure 
And I like the figure, but I think like maybe it could look cool if it was one of the elements in my sketch. I can grab it on a separate layer and resize it, duplicate the layer, try it on a different scale, reposition it on the, on the drawing page, and then sketch something else on top of that. That That's a big game changer to your sketch pad concept, mm -hmm. you know? I've been doing that forever on desktop computers, but to have it in, in my hand, you know, on the go in a mobile, in a, in a mobile um, digital. digital way, mm -hmm. that's, that's really different. That's, that's, it makes you change the way you, you think about sketching. Mm. I also used it when we were planning out these, these previous walls. I took pictures of the walls and then I brought it into the programs and I resized them and I made a little mock-up of what the mural was going to look like before we painted. And then on that little mock-up, I sketched what I was going to draw and what my other friends were going to draw. And I sent those images to my friends from the iPad. And that was like instantaneously. Yeah. That, that's a great feature. That's a game changer because it makes you feel free to just think, to think out loud and just to kind of come up with an idea quickly. Yeah. Um, which is what a sketchbook is supposed to help you do. Right. But by doing it with the iPad, you're doing it uh, with photographs and technology right on the go. Um, not, even, not even a laptop was really used that way. Even though you could use it that way, but it wasn't really used that way because it was a little bulkier. Yeah. I think the fact that the iPad is a smaller handheld object, that's what makes it more portable where you can use and it that way. And also the programs because with the laptop, you still have to have the... Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and the, the little table you use, the Wacom. The Wacom tablet. Yep. Wacom tablet, right? Right, that's true. But yeah, yeah. here you can do it with just a pencil. Yeah. No, totally. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's definitely a game changer. Um, and then I think I think the other the other element of the iPad that I think makes it um, like the next version of a sketch tool is the the whole internet connection. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can connect um, and search yeah. for things in the same sketchbook tool. Mm -hmm. I'm calling it a tool, a sketchbook tool. You can, if you have Wi-Fi, you can connect to the internet and pull up reference. You know, so as you're as you're in the sketch mode, and your brain is only on sketch mode, and you're thinking of maybe something to to add to your sketch. Exactly. Uh -huh. Then you just quickly boom, boom, boom. Go to Safari, pull down, look for images, grab some images, and download yeah. them, plug them right into the software. You got it right there. You added it to a different layer. You're resizing it, and you're sketching on top of it. And now you have your sketches combining with your first-hand reference photos combining with your online searches all in one shot and you're not waiting the way we used to do it where you would go home uh -huh. download it <laughs> put it into your desktop computer open it up bring it into photoshop resize <laughs> it Look in your email. Did I send my did my did I send the photograph in the email so that I could download it later? Right. No, it's instantaneous. So it makes it a lot, uh, a lot much easier to sketch. I think it's a lot easier to sketch. And when I when I use this word sketch, I don't mean sketch like drawing. I mean sketch like sketching an idea, mm. brainstorming. Brainstorming. That's I think the iPad Mini for myself, and I'm now I'm plugging it. The iPad <laughs> Mini is definitely a game changer for brainstorming and sketching concepts. 
um, I never felt so free to, to think of ideas and make it happen. Mm -hmm. It just feels very uh, instantaneous. Right. And we're living in those times now where, where if you have an idea and you want to make it become a reality, you you want the tools to work for you instantaneously. You don't exactly. you don't want to wait. Exactly. Um, and the iPad for a very little investment is an amazing tool. I, I have to recommend it. So that's why this episode is dedicated to the iPad. <laughs> <coughs> to all my artists out there. The iPad, man. Get it, get it. Um, you have to get it. <laughs> I, I didn't invest in the most expensive one. Right now there's an iPad, I think it's Pro which is like the biggest one. It's the most expensive one. It's almost like a laptop. And I think that's where they lose me. Yeah, because why would you want an iPad? If it's that gonna is almost the size of, of a, a desktop. Yeah, yeah. if it's, it's yeah. as heavy, yeah. um, as hot, because they get hot. Exactly. And, and as bulky and, and all that as a, as a laptop, why would you want that? Like, I think the point, the, the sweet spot that the iPad mini hit is that it is hand-sized. You can put yeah. it in your hand and sketch in your hand while you're putting your ideas together. Um, you know, it looks if, like a reading tablet, like those exactly. tablets that are just for books. Yes, 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 yes. It's the same size as those reading tablets, those yeah. book reading tablets. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than an and iPhone. It's super cute. It's smaller than a laptop. <laughs> uh, it's lighter than a laptop. And... And it has the power of a laptop. I mean, on here, it's got garage GarageBand is on here. Yeah. It's got uh, iTunes. It's got all everything, the different software. Everything that an iPhone has. Right. Yeah, on a, on a tablet. On a tablet. Um, but for the sketching purposes, it's got a touch-sensitive screen that is incomparable. Mm -hmm. um, that's what a laptop didn't have. Right. Laptops weren't touch-sensitive. Mm -hmm. They didn't have touchscreen. Well, now, I mean, now they're coming out with touch exactly. sensitive screens and, and big enough that, uh, or small enough that you can carry them around almost like a big tablet. Yeah. But for the investment, I think, you know, whatever, uh, what is it, 300, two something for uh, the iPad, 100 for the pen. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing, just to keep in mind. So the iPad, the older iPads are like two something, the iPad mini. And then you still have to spend a hundred bucks on the, the pen. on the pen, on the Apple Pen. The Pro iPad, the new iPad that's out there, yeah. is like four hundred dollars, but it comes with its own pen. Oh, uh, okay. So that's the trade-off. Um, eventually, it won't matter. All this shit, you know, all this technology, it it runs out of time in a matter of in one year. One year, two years. I mean they make it things so so fast. Yeah. And updating a software so fast that you know. It's to me I, I don't I don't like to waste money on the, the top of the line anymore because I just know that in a year it'll be gone. Yeah. And the next thing will be up. But I think in this case I recommend the iPad as a sketching tool. Um, my graffiti artists out there, it's definitely a good tool to experiment with sketches and bringing it to life on a wall. Uh, my fine artists, it's definitely a good tool to brainstorm ideas for paintings. Um, you, can, you can set up grids. That's another thing that I've been using it for is um, in Procreate, it has a function where you can set up a grid. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can grid your images and then scale them up, obviously. To go to, if you grid your canvases, you could, you could scale them up to your canvas. 
um, quickly, very easily, without That's a problem. Nice. And then you know you can take that grid and you can use what you know very use it. measurements. Yeah, use it for whatever you need. Yeah. Um, and and then I, I would say for for people that are because you can even animate on it. Mm. I haven't even touched that yet. That's nice. You can animate on the um, Procreate. Um, you can export GIFs. So you can, even for my animators and, and people that are into video, mm -hmm. there's, there's some functionality to this iPad, you know, as a tool, as a, as a sketching tool. Yeah. You know, you were saying earlier that you can record video on it. You yeah. can edit video on it. That's nice. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, for, it's, it's, it's a great tool also for um, anybody that is starting their social media. Yeah. Maybe you want to share your progress. You can do your work and record while you're doing it and then, and then share post it. it, share it. In general, the iPad mini, this episode is a big old sponsorship for iPad, <laughs> even though they're not paying us. But um, I think we're, we're living in these times where this technology hits and we have to take it and use yeah. it. If we don't, we're kind of losing the opportunities. Right. You know, the opportunities to make it easier, faster and everything in one thing in one place right in one place buying everything in one place and and to make it portable enough that you're not pulling out an entire laptop on the subway yeah. or or in a coffee shop you're not pulling out a, a whole laptop with a Wacom tablet and this yeah. and, you know you just got everything in your hand and you can do your things discreetly get it done go home and be like yo I got that shit done and move on to the next project which is the key to every artist is how can I get this project done and move on to the next one I think the iPad to me has been a really important tool in the past month or two month months that I've Two months is gonna be year to years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a recap next year and tell you if it's still worth it. I think it will be, but we'll see. Oh, Cardita, Culture Talk. What do you have for us on Culture Talk? On Culture Talk. <laughs> yes. So we're going to be reviewing a movie again. What? What movie are we reviewing? We review... i sorry. We're reviewing Dora and the Lost City of Gold. The Dora movie. Dora. <laughs> yeah, we're going to review the Dora movie because we watched it the other day and I was like, it looks kind of interesting. Maybe this is something that we should talk about. The, um, so, yeah, the Dora movie. I never thought that I would actually be... That I would actually like it. Yeah, I, I never thought I was going to be interested in the Dora movie. Yeah, I thought it was I going to, to be admit, super corny. I, I have to admit, I was actually curious. I wanted to see it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, 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 when I first heard of it, I was like, this is stupid. And then I, I was, was like, not really curious, but... And then, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, I'm curious now, I'm curious. Uh-huh. And spoilers, my review is, it was entertaining. It was pretty good, yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you the little summary from the IMDB. What? You're doing it? You're, yeah, stealing, you're stealing my show. You're stealing my show. Oh, come on. So it says here, Dora, yes. a teenage explorer, leads her friends on an adventure to save her parents and solve the mystery behind a lost city of gold. That's all he says. Okay. Um, as part of the cast, we have... One second. Have my <laughs> notes. Isabella Moner. Uh, she's Dora. 
And we actually discover her on this other movie, Eastern Family. Yes. Which might be a good movie also to review in this podcast, but well, we'll talk about yeah, it. Well, yeah, we weren't going to watch that one either. We were going to no, cancel that one. No, and we were not one. going to like it either. <laughs> and then we ended up crying. No, like you ended babies. up crying. I did not cry. You, you cried. cried. No, you cried. Okay, so then we have also um, Eva Longoria is part of the cast. She's a mom, Dora's mom. Michael Peña is Dora's dad. Eugenio Derbez is the bad guy. Sorry, spoilers. Um, Swipe That the was Fox. a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe the Fox is Benicio del Toro. What? And Boots was Danny Trejo. Um, so that's part of the cast, but um, as part of the main cast, it will be Dora, uh, which is Isabella, and then three other friends. Diego, which is her cousin, and then two other friends that she meets when she goes to high school. But no, yeah, Dora's movie. So it starts, it gives us like a recap of how was life um, in the countryside or in, not in the countryside, in the jungle uh, for Dora, her parents and her cousin Diego. So, so Dora, wait, before we go into the movie. Okay. Dora is a cartoon. Yeah, Dora it's a was kid's original, cartoon. originally a kid's cartoon. And it's about a character who is a Spanish character. She's bilingual. She's bilingual. And she will always say, hello, hola. Like, she will always speak in English and Spanish. Right. Tra translating, translating words. Translating words through the episode. So, for example, if she will find, a, I don't know, a tree, she'll say, oh, look how beautiful that tree. And then she'll say in Spanish, oh, mira, que bonito está ese árbol. So throughout the show, every episode was like that, but the episode also featured her having ex um, adventures through the jungle, and that's why she has her best friend Boots, which is the little monkey. And then on those cartoon episodes, you also see the fox, because the fox is the bad guy, mm. Swipe. And then on the episodes, also her friends are her little backpack and the map. Right, and it's like everybody's animated. So the everybody's map talks, animated, yeah. the backpack talks, the uh, the backpack, the, the map, monkey talks, the monkey, and then everybody else in the jungle talks to her, which right. is which is interesting now thinking about it, because in the show it was only her, and then Diego, her cousin, will come along, but then it was only her exploring the whole jungle. So if you think about it, like. Pobrecita, her friends were like animated from her, her imagination, imagination. Right, right. imaginary friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those were the cartoons, the original cartoons, and the movie is based on the cartoons. Okay, so continue with the movie. Let's go. Yes. Let's so, go on this adventure. Come on. Let's go. Come on, vámonos. Everybody, <laughs> let's go. So... Uh, so in the movie, uh, it starts with Dora when she was a little kid and then with her cousin Diego, they were in the jungle exploring, um, they were best friends, so you know, uh, they were walking around the jungle, blah, blah. And then uh, Diego uh, has to go to the city because they're moving away. So Diego leaves and Dora stays in the jungle and that's when, I feel that's when they can recreate the times of the cartoon, like when she was just talking to her backpack and the map and right. boots, because it was just her in the jungle with her parents. Right, so she's like an isolated, almost like a like a um, homeschooled yeah. kid. So her, her parents are explorers, 
um, professors, but they're really into exploration and finding new things. Right. Like archaeologists. Right. And then she is also like in that life of she feels she's an explorer. She's very kind with nature and the jungle and she just feels very comfortable in that place. So it makes her a little naive because she's she's isolated. She's as she, isolated, yeah. Right, so right. on that place, it's only her and her parents. She doesn't have any contact with any other kids. That's or why. That's why she has the this, city life. That's why she has these like um, connection to the jungle and to the to the wildlife and yeah. and her things. Yeah. So as always, this um, review will contain spoilers. So the spoiler starts now. <laughs> I think the spoilers already started. Already right now, started. Okay. okay, okay. All right. Uh, but so what happened is that the Dora's parents are, need to go to a very special mission, and they cannot take Dora with her with them. So they send Dora to the city to go to her cousin um, to you know to live with them and back in Los Angeles. Yeah, which. Which now I would say starts the cliche yeah. of the movie. So this is my this, my my problem with the movie. Um, the movie is derived from a, a kids' cartoon, mm -hmm. which was a problem already. But they overcame it by making it like she was an adventurer. So that yeah. got me curious. I was like, oh, they're gonna update it where this. Dora the Explorer character becomes a, almost like an Indiana Jones character right? or a Tomb Raider character where she's exploring and she's on adventures. Mm -hmm. So when I started watching, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So how are they going to make her go from a little girl in the jungle to becoming this explorer? Mm -hmm. They almost got there and then they started this concept of, well, now she's got to leave the jungle and go to, the, to city the city and become the cliche fish out of water situation country girl country girl come city. to the big city doesn't know how to act it's been done a million times yeah. from crocodile dundee to uh, uh, an alien that comes from out of space and yeah. lands in the city and like now, the main point of that is you necessarily don't need to know everything that have that of the city life it's important for you to know the simple things um that maybe will show you when you live in the jungle to translate and take it to the city sometimes simple things that you should know, as human nature, you don't know when you're so used to living in the city. Like, right. That's mainly the main And And so they, they spend a big portion in the in the first yeah. half of the movie yeah. dealing with her adjusting to now Dora the Explorer in quote-unquote the real world, Los high Angeles, school. high school, and how Diego, her cousin, grew up now in Los Angeles, so now yeah. he's part of Los Angeles, and he's like pushing her away. He doesn't want to be part of he that. He forgot about the jungle. Yeah, he doesn't. He's embarrassed by her. And and she's trying to fit in, but she's like partially Dora from the cartoon world mm -hmm. and partially Dora the immigrant. Exactly. It's it's like half and half. It's like a little bit of the cartoonness because she's so naive and so ridiculously like uh, her backpack is full of safari stuff yeah, and equipment exactly. and, and exactly. things. Uh, you know, it, it's like some of it is cartoony and then some of it is like stuff that's relatable mm -hmm. as an immigrant. Like you're like, wow, that's how immigrants feel. Yeah, that's, that's the immigrant mm -hmm. uh, experience. experience because yeah. you come from a different place where people aren't like like that. And then you come to the big city and everybody acts like you're from another planet. Exactly. Just because you're polite. 
Exactly. Or just because you're family oriented, or just because you don't you're have a pretense. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like and you don't judge before knowing other people or anything. Exactly. But in the big city, like everybody's very cliquish. Everything is a competition. Exactly. And, and that, so that's interesting. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a cool twist. I didn't, I didn't imagine this for a Dora movie. This is a cool um, take on the Dora story. Yeah. But then quickly... But then on too. <laughs> very quickly, it changes from that to... Uh, they go to a museum. And then Dora... Ah, they, they had to figure out some puzzle or something that their professor gave them. And Dora is looking for the most uh, old... The most ancient artifact ancient, yeah, in, the, in the museum. In the museum. And she ends up falling into the hands of people... Uh, uh, these raiders of, of, of like ancient artifacts, these like thieves mm -hmm. that they they are have been chasing after her parents and now are chasing after her. Exactly. And now they want to take her back and kidnap her back and take her back to the jungle. Exactly. So that she can show them how to get to this lost treasure of the whatever. So it became it went from this fish out of water story to Raiders of the of the Lost Ark. If anybody's familiar with that movie, it's exactly like Raiders of the Lost Ark where Now you have to get on a plane and go back to like some foreign land to find some foreign temple and, and go on, on this crazy adventure. And she and they drag the cast of this. So her the friend that she made in high yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> the teen the teen movie cast. They drag them they into go, the adventure. Yeah, yeah, they go with her, and it's very funny because at the beginning they're all like, "Oh my God, what are we doing? Where are we? We cannot be here. I want to go back home." And then they get used to it, and they're like, "Oh my God, this is great!" Blah blah. Um, but yeah, that's that's part of the story. And then it's funny to see then how when Dora is in the jungle, she's so like easy. You know, she's used to it. She had been living her whole life in the jungle, so she's the expert on that on that sense. Um, but meanwhile, Diego and and the other. Teens they are feel like, like the uh, they're the then. yeah they're the outsiders in the jungle. Yeah, but the problem with that scenario for me, once it started taking that turn, is that it becomes an it's trying to be an action adventure movie. Mm -hmm. But now I have the baggage of all the other stuff that I saw previously, mm -hmm. and I'm just like I'm, I started getting lost. I was like, yeah, I, it's a fantasy story, a very fantasy yeah. fantastical story. Because <laughs> I thought that when she. When she went to the city, I thought that the whole story was going to be taking place in the city. Yeah. And how she was going to maybe go back home, but with a different mentality. Right. Like she would learn from the city. Yeah. Why, why would you take her to the city just to make her leave the city? Yeah, yeah. And then As a storyline, it makes no, no but, sense. And then at the... Well, whatever. Okay, no. If, if the rest that. of the movie is going to take place in the jungle yeah. and the conclusion and the resolutions in the jungle... Yeah. I don't know. It was just to get the friends... That was yes, the whole point yes. of her going to the city. To see her cousin, get her cousin, and get the friends from school. Um, and then, like I said, the bad guy, it was very predictable. He said it himself in one of the parts. He was like, no, uh, I'm bad, I'm bad. He said, you don't know, but I'm bad. And, and one of the interactions that he has with Dora, uh, because the... the Okay, well, I'm gonna spoil it. I'm gonna spoil it anyway, so might as well. So the bad guy finds Dora before going to the jungle, 
before she goes back to the jungle um, and he saves her in parentheses he saves her from the other bad guys and she trusted him because she thought that she he knew her her parents and that he was going to take her to them but at the end it ended up he was the bad guy which has been done in a million movies exactly it's been a million movies where where it's a bunch of bad guys and exactly. then one of the bad guys is like hey i'll pretend to be a good guy and then, and then okay. she'll help me yeah it's been it's been done a million times yeah so um through the whole adventure until they find the city of gold um the bad guy is with the kids and he's learning also a lot from dora and everything that they're doing and all the adventure that's happening right there um but and then the whole time in the jungle is one thing after the other like there's no rest like one bad thing happened let's say an animal comes out or they fall into something and then something else happens something else happened like there's no there's um no, there's no there's no yeah there's no break there's no pause there's no pause from the different plot not even plot they're not plot they're just incidents that happen because yeah. it doesn't change the story no it's not a plot point it's no. just it's just an incident it's just happened. like a step yeah towards the next step towards the next step and that's where the movie starts to fall apart yeah it starts to get kind of corny and, and cliche yeah um i think it regains a plot point is once once they reach the lost city Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty think, much the end. Yeah, exactly. They find the lost city and he reveals he's revealed he's to be guy. the bad guy and then the other bad guys show up yeah. and everybody they meet the they meet Dora's they find Dora's parents and so everybody's reunited. And then and they that's go that's when they continue even more the adventure. The adventure all together, good guys and bad guys. Exactly. To to find the lost to, city. to enter the lost city. Right. Yeah. And And then it's just like every then, Indiana Jones or or, exactly. or or Tomb Raider movie where you have to figure out the, the puzzle, the puzzle, the jungle, quote unquote, the jungle. They even make fun of it in the movie. They're like, yeah. oh, a jungle puzzle that always happens. The jungle puzzle to be able to resolve how to get the final treasure to find the big last thing. Yeah. Um, they But, have old, old like indigenous characters that are supposed to be like the protectors yeah. <laughs> of the of the treasure and yeah she was she was um transformed they're, into they're magical like a super young beautiful indigenous lady sama hayek looking character uh-huh. it it's a lot of magic and a lot of stuff at the end magical that, realism that at <laughs> the end you just you're just kind of like It's fantasy, and you just kind of yeah, like, ah, whatever. Very fantastical, but it was it was really fun. Like, um, I think it was a fun mo a fun movie, entertaining. And what I was saying at the end <laughs> is that I think they should make a TV show out of it, or even a maybe like a, a series? Netflix series, like a series, like a thirty thirty minutes episode. They where could, they could get away with that. But what I'm feeling is that Dora, then Dora in high school, like maybe. Solving things in city life right. style, but with her techniques from the jungle. I don't know, something like that. See, that's the thing. If they would have made a Dora the Explorer with all her knowledge from the jungle, yeah. but now in the city and apply it to the city, mm-hmm. then you have an interesting storyline. You have an interesting writing yeah, yeah. element. But because they took her into the city and then brought her back into the jungle, mm-hmm. 
you lose that edge and now it's just Dora the Explorer again. Yeah. What's the point of, of she going to the city, right? Well, at the at the end of Dora the Explorer, the movie, she ends up going back to the city. Yeah. So, so I think if the it, there might continue, be a part two coming. Of course. There, there, there definitely will be. I Let, feel, we should put a bet on it. I, I'm sure that they've probably made enough money yeah. to, to get a part two. Yeah, I'm sure. And more because it, it attracts the Latino community. Oh, something I was going to say is that it was good that they didn't use the aspect of saying things in English and Spanish throughout the whole movie because that would be very annoying. Right. Like they did it like at the beginning for you to get the gist. But then after that, it was all in English and maybe one or two words here in Spanish. But which it's good. I understand the point of the character, but because of how the movie was going, Everything right. was so fast that I don't know. I don't think um, that was coming into place. Right. Well, I would also say a series wouldn't be a bad idea. I would much. I was much more curious about Dora the teenager because yeah. they, they had, as far as the teenage stories, they had the cliche stories of like the teenagers. Sabrina the teenage witch. And and that, that they that they the boys and the girls are interested in each other and they have yeah. like the romances and whatever. Like I could have seen that be interesting. Yeah. They didn't give Dora a romantic element. Yeah. They kept her very neutral. They gave Diego a romantic element, but they didn't give her a romantic yeah, element. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um I that would have been good for a series. You wanted me to teach you, right? Alright guys, go check it out. Dora the Explorer. Dora Exploradora. All right, Carla, for Hablando Español, what do you got? How you say explorer? Oh, I think you just gave it to me. <laughs> uh, explorer should be ex exploradora? No. No, no. yes, it's ex explorador or exploradora. Okay, I always have a hard time with the EX. Is it X or is it exploradora? Exploradora. Exploradora. Okay. All right. Got it. Done. Okay. How do you say? Yes. Tablet. Tablet. Oh. Uh, tablet. I've heard it referred to as tableta. Yeah. Is it? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a bad word. Yeah. Like that's an English. That's a Spanglish thing. Tableta. Exactly. Yeah. Like full on like a translation, you know. Because I don't know. You don't know. How do you say jungle? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one because it sounds nothing like the English. Yeah. So jungle is selva. Selva. La selva. Selva. Z-E-L-B-A. Selva is S jungle. S-E. Oh, it's S. It sounds Z? Yeah. S-E-L-B-A. S-E-L-B-A. Selva. Yes. S-E-L-V-A What? S-E-L-V-A Selva Yes Ah, oh, but then, say, then don't say Selva I say Selva Selva Exactly Yeah, okay I'll rewind this Don't make me rewind this on you Don't make me rewind this either Alright, so Selva Selva yes. is jungle What's yes. next? How do you say monkey? Carla C-A-R-L-A <laughs> Now, monkey You're so funny I, yeah, I didn't even laugh I, <laughs> 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 That landed flat, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly uh, Monkey is 
Bueno, I think we said this one before. Miko or Mika, but I think you have a different word for Mono it. Mono or Mona. Exactly. Look it up. You can look it up right now and you'll see that it's Mono or Mona. Um, then, <laughs> how do you say he's el laughing mico. because he found that it's mono, mono. There's mono, there's mona, and there's el mico. Okay. Monkey. All how right. do you say cousin? Oh, cousin, that's a good one. Cousin, um, primo or prima. That's right. Like prime. So your cousins Ooh. are your primes. Yeah. And how do you say, my last one, how do you say fox? Fox, Fox is Zorro. Yeah. Zorro. Z O R R O. Zorro. Zorro or feminine zorra. Zorra. Eres una zorra. Like a foxy lady is una zorra. Eres una zorra. Why, Carla? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. How do you say treasure? Tesoro. Ah. Tesoro. How do you say um, ruins? Ruinas. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's good, that's good. Ruinas. How do you say. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say bueno how do you say archaeologist arqueólogo ¿cómo? arqueólogo okay I'm gonna take your word on that one okay I like that thank you for trusting me for once <laughs> anytime you say a word I gotta check on Google so don't give me arqueólogo. that arqueólogo arqueólogo alright uh How do you say puzzle? I think we did this one also. Uh, puzzle. Like a jungle puzzle es would be a puzzle. Rompecabezas. Rompecabezas. No? Wait, because rompecabezas is the... Um, Jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. But a puzzle like a, almost like a test. Es una... Ah, un acertijo. No vengas, no vengas. Yo lo dije primero. Es un acertijo, Carla. Yo lo dije primero. Tú no dijiste nada. I said it first. A puzzle is es like a riddle. Acertijo. It's like a riddle. It's like a acertijo. Míralo, míralo como lo dice todo. Qué embustero. Yo lo dije primero. Acertijo. All right, Carla. It's such a... Sí, eres, eres un tramposo. <laughs> Y voy a escribir esa palabra para la próxima. ¿Tramposo? ¿Cómo se dice tramposo en inglés? Tramposo a si is a cheater. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, another episode in the bag. Yeah. Thank you, Carla, so much yeah. for all your Spanish words and all Thank your wisdom. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, catch us next time. We'll be talking some more stuff. Yeah, more fun stuff. <laughs>